You are now listening to the ACMS podcast. Welcome to the ACMS podcast. My name is Logan Browning, your podcaster, and this week's guest is Emily Chase. Emily is a 2016 BYU-Idaho construction management graduate. She completed both of her internships before graduating. One was done with Southwest Gas in Las Vegas, Nevada, and the other one was done with Ryland Homes, now known as Cal Atlantic, in Northern Virginia. Since graduating, Emily has worked and is currently working for Verity Homes as an estimator based out of Bismarck, North Dakota, but is working remotely in Rexburg. Emily, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Is there anything you'd like to mention that wasn't mentioned in your bio? Uh, no, just that I really loved uh, going to school at BYU-Idaho, and I'm, I'm happy to be utilizing what I've learned there. That's awesome. And you're kind of back somewhat. You're in Rexburg, so you're in that area. And when, when everything gets back to normal, maybe you'll make a stop and say hi to everybody and the teachers. Yeah, I definitely would love that. Let's dive right in. Let's talk about your experience at BYU-Idaho, the things that you liked, the things that you learned, experiences that you gained. And what are some things that come to your mind talking about school and the construction department with that BYU-Idaho? I loved the construction department. I spent like probably most of my time for the four years I was at school in the Austin building studying, working on the drafting softwares, doing anything I could. Yeah, and the classes were great. I loved, especially weather sessions classes. Those ones were a lot of fun. Always really did a good job at relating to the gospel to something that seemingly has nothing to do with the gospel. <laughs> was construction something that you always wanted to do or was it an interest that came to be when you started school? Actually, so when I was too young to remember, my parents built our house. And so I've looked a lot of looked at a lot of pictures of me like um, hanging from a swing from the rafters while they did construction around me. Um, and so I kind of just fell in love with the idea of like building a place that like families can make memories in and become stronger and grow. And so I kind of fell in love with that in like high school. And then I took a bunch of drafting classes then and continued it in college. I've always loved houses. If you write a book, that should be your intro or your bio or something like that. Because I'm awesome <laughs> the way you said it. That's so cool. Thanks. Thanks. Were there anything else activity wise that you did while you were at school, ACMS competitions? or just ACMS activities? What helped you get through those four years? Yeah, I was definitely part of ACMS. So I did participate in those activities that they had. Um, and then I did the National Home Builders Association competitions in Las Vegas. I did that for four years and that was really fun being able to participate in, in that side of things. I did a bunch of different roles in that one actually. It was it was cool to be able to go from drafting to estimating to like designing the book and and promoting it. It was a lot of fun. And from those four years that you did it, what's the most memorable thing and what's the greatest knowledge that came from doing all of that? So honestly, the first year I did it, I like, obviously as a baby freshman and didn't know anything. So I learned mostly about teamwork that year and how to utilize other people as resources and how to communicate better. Then I'd say by my senior year of college that I probably learned the most about like how to actually build a house, what goes into it, and, and what it takes to get it done. And hopefully people trying to figure out if they should do it or not, you would say yes. 
Definitely, yeah. If you want to go into residential construction, definitely do that competition. You don't have to do it all four years, but. <laughs> We're supplied with so many opportunities within the department, competitions, whether it be residential or commercial, and just ACMS to meet with companies and do interviews and do activities and do internships. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no reason why when you graduate, you shouldn't have something lined up unless you just didn't care. Yeah, yeah, and those job fairs are like wonderful opportunities. A lot of, um, actually the job that I currently have and the internships I got all came from the ACMS job fairs and seminars, so. And since you mentioned your internships, let's, let's jump into that. But before we do, and this might work in your favor because you moved back to Rexburg, but what's something that you would recommend to other students who are finding things to do activity-wise to do in Rexburg? Like just fun things to do? Sure, yeah, to just kill some stress. <laughs> we're um me and my husband are really into hiking lately especially with covid because you have to social distance and that's a good way to still get outside and do that but we also really liked uh we went to heber hatchets a few times that one's a little pricey but it's a lot of fun to throw hatchets release some of that anger and stress yeah and then there's a river that goes like by the old walmart that's pretty fun there's some trails by it that you can walk and we do that often so stay busy there's things to do yeah definitely <laughs> Let's jump into your internships and your first one was done with Southwest Gas, which I'm interested to know more because that's not, well, we don't think of that part of construction when it comes to that, but I know it is. So let's talk about that, your experience with them, and then we can move on to your second internship working for now known as Cal Atlantic. I really liked working with Southwest Gas. It's uh, definitely civil focused. They do a lot of obviously uh, groundwork, pipe repairs, and they work a lot with like the sewer and water guys too, making sure that they're not leaking into houses. But my internship was mostly in the office doing uh, documentation. I scheduled a lot of the, um, like if there are any pipe breakages, I was the one who scheduled the crews to go fix those. It was, a, it, was a, it was good to learn, I think, of the civil side of it because you don't typically learn that in school, but it was cool to experience that. Usually, at least when I was there, they did 10 or 12 different interns in their offices in that surrounding area. So it's fun to interact with them too. And they have like resume workshops and interviewing, practicing. Yeah, they know exactly what they're doing when it comes to interns. They take care of their interns, which is good to know. And then you did that as your first internship. What's the biggest thing you've learned out of doing that and even learning the civil side of things? I learned a lot. It was also a while ago, but so just in like a goofy sense of what I learned. That internship was a 5 a.m. internship. So it went for from 5 a.m. to, you know, four or five and was 40 hours a week. And so I really had to learn that even though I lived in Vegas, which is never shut down, to go to bed. <laughs> so I would, I would recommend that as something that you prioritize when you get an internship. It might sound silly, but it does take a lot to get used to that amount of hours working. And in itself, I just kind of learned a lot about communication and, and organization in terms of tracking things and uh, time frames and what's going into a project. Definitely a lot of communication involved there. And when you moved to Cal Atlantic, your internship with them, what are some of the things that you did during that internship to give, give you more knowledge about the construction industry? Yeah, so that one actually I really enjoyed because um, we were building condominiums in Northern Virginia. And so I got to see, I think they did like six different buildings at a time. So while one was at concrete, one was, you know, at trim and finish. So I got to see every phase of the project and what goes into it. 
which actually has helped me a lot as an estimator because when I think, okay, what needs to go into this house, I can think of what it looked like when we were building it and when I would go in and look at those houses all the time. And what was the most rewarding part of doing that internship with them? I'm one of those suckers that like just really loves to see the finished project. Um, and so it was really cool to watch building by building um, that whole development come together. And that's construction, right? You see something on paper and then turn around and it's right there. And that's why, that's why I love it. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm, I you see that. the start to the finish. Yeah, and to say I had a part in that becoming that is pretty cool. You mentioned that because of ACMS, you got these two internships. Besides that, what other advice would you give for students looking for internships that are struggling right now? Honestly, for Southwest Gas, I got that two weeks before the end of the semester, so it kind of was a miracle um, that I got it in the first place. So I totally understand the struggle of trying to find an internship. What I did a lot of times was every, almost every seminar that I could get to or any job fairs, I would just collect as many business cards as I could from, from interested um, companies. And then uh, when it came time to look for an internship, I reached out to as many of them as possible and asked if they had me available. And I applied online wherever I could. And you just kind of have to really be diligent in like the search for it. They're not just going to fall into your lap usually, but if you use the resources that you're given, you can definitely find one. So Emily, 2016 hits, you're a BYU-Idaho construction management graduate. Your next step is working in the field. School's done and you move to North Dakota and you work for Verity Homes. Explain that whole process. What happened next after that graduation? Yeah, so actually it's interesting how I got the job with Verity because they're pretty small. Um, I mean, compared to like Layton and Ryland and a bunch of those other companies, they're pretty small compared to them. But they actually came to BYU-Idaho, gave a seminar. I asked for their business card, obviously. And then a couple, probably a month later, I had to do an interview with an estimator for Brother Blaylock's estimating class. At least I think it was that class, anyway. So I just reached out to them and they really liked um, how I interacted with them, how I communicated with them. And so as soon as, like a couple months before graduation, they were like, do you need a job? Because we're looking for an estimator and a drafter. And so it just worked out really well. So definitely communicate with people even if it's a smaller company than you would prefer. Because when I first went to their seminar, I was like, this is not what I'm going for, but it's been a really great company since. So. Yeah, and the things that you mentioned in your bio are, are interesting. And if you could go into more depth of just different projects you've worked on, things you did since you graduated, and, and tell what you do now. And you are telecommuting as mm -hmm. an estimator. That's a little different. So explain that process and, and the experience you've gained from doing that. So when I first started with Verity, I was... Uh, my title was purchasing assistant and drafter and so they had me draft for pretty much a whole year and so we do semi-custom production and custom homes so it was a variety of different homes oh I guess we also do multifamily as well so there's townhomes in there as well so that was actually a pretty big learning curve learning how to use they use a drafting software called Vertex which it's kind of a, a dinosaur software. It's one of those older ones, but it works really well at doing what Revit does where it pulls quantities out in addition to being able to draft really easily. So I learned how to do that. I drafted for a while. And then 
the roles kind of shifted around a little bit and I mostly have been estimating since then. So for the past like three-ish years, I've been pretty much solely estimating and purchasing assistant. And estimating, if I'm being really honest, was one of like the hardest classes that I took in college. So I was really nervous about that, but pay attention in that class because it's, it's very accurate <laughs> to what the real world estimating looks like. In our prime, we did up to 100 houses a year. Right now we're doing 50 to 70 in two different markets. I estimate pretty much all of those. My favorite ones are the custom ones because those are the ones you get to be a little bit more well, you obviously have to pay attention more to what you're doing. And there's a little bit more of a creative side to it. Like, oh, I can see why they would pick this. And oh yeah, that's gonna look so good in their house. And it's pretty fun to, to like work on those ones. Last year, March of last year, I got married. Um, and my husband still has school here at BYU-Idaho. He has a year left. And so instead of trying to find a new job, my boss offered to just have me work remotely. So I've been doing that for pretty much the last year. Um, I think in July it'll be a year. Actually, it takes a lot to get used to, as I'm sure a lot of students are experiencing working on a computer all day is, is a lot. <laughs> you find things to do to keep you focused. I find that if, if I spend like 25, 30 minutes really focused and then take a little five minute break, it's really easy to continually focus versus just trying to focus for hours on end. But yeah, it's been, it's been a huge blessing to be able to work remotely because obviously getting a job in Rexbury is not the easiest thing to do. Emily, for you, what are your future aspirations? What do you see yourself doing? What's your goal? What do you plan on doing with the future? So I really like where I'm at right now with Verity. Um, it's a really great company to work for and a lot of fun. Eventually, you know, I'd like to like start a family and uh, obviously go that route. But I like my dream is honestly for a long time be to been to be, wow, that was bad English, been to flip houses. I think that'd be a lot of fun to take something old and sometimes gross and turn it into something beautiful. Sounds like a really cool adventure to go on, but that takes, you know, money and time. So working up to that. And you're gaining that insight from the company that you work for now doing custom homes, seeing the, the different sides of materials, estimating, scheduling, all that, hopefully to apply to you down the road. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's been super helpful to um, understand how it's all put together. For instance, my parents finished their basement a while back and I was able to be like, okay, you need this many studs and this many sheets of drywall. It's just a really useful skill to have. We will keep an eye out for you on HGTV. Oh, perfect. That's my dream. <laughs> I'll set my recorder already. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Emily, as we wrap up our podcast, we want to focus on the cornerstones of the design and construction management program, which are to build others through Christ-like service, lead with integrity, design, construct, and connect with our communities, and grow our knowledge continually. How do you show integrity and things that you've experienced at BYU-Idaho in the construction industry? I think there's a lot of places for integrity to apply, especially in construction. Um, I remember in I think it was construction law. That class was really insightful and I really enjoyed that class a lot because um, I believe Brother Sessions taught that one. It was really focused on, yes, there are rules and guidelines you should follow in construction, but also you should be a really good person. So things like this come naturally, right? And so I've, I've tried to apply that a lot as I've been working. And like there are times where Bids have been applied to houses, but they missed something in their bid and I didn't catch it. Being honest about things like that, while it does hurt a little bit to say, yeah, 
there's this much money missing out of that project and we need to find some find you know money to add to it it always works out better when you're honest up front about things like that since working remotely I've also had to think a lot about um, how I use my time while I'm working. Am I doing, well, am I accomplishing the amount of work I should be during the time that I'm working? And am I saying that I'm working the right amount of time for the amount of work that I'm putting in? I think that's also an important piece of integrity too. I'd say that I've, I grasped a lot of from BYU-Idaho about just being an honest and good person when it comes to like working in the industry and, and you know, participating in life, being nice to your neighbor and everything like that. Emily, is there anything else you would like to mention to us? Any last minute words of wisdom? I would just say while you're in school, live it up. Not as in go party and be crazy, but like take advantage of all the opportunities you're given because some of the people you meet will become your best friends. Some of your teachers will become really great mentors in the future and lead to job opportunities and, and just set the direction you want kind of for your future. Emily, thank you for your insight. Thank you for everything you've mentioned within this podcast. We're grateful for you connecting back to us at BYU-Idaho. And who knows, maybe we'll see you around campus because your husband's still there. Yeah. Maybe you have to stop by and say hi to those who don't know you, those who do know you, and also the teachers that you had. So thanks once again. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a good time. Thank you for listening to the ACMS Podcast.